episode of Writing on the Fly. My name is Ashley Underwood and I am your host. I am hoping that you are having a fantastic Monday. In my opinion, Mondays are the best day of the week, even though I am one of like two people in the world who think that and I don't even know who the second person is because I just might be the only person who really feels that way and that's okay. I love Mondays. They're, you know, fresh starts to the new week. You know, I mean, every day is a fresh start, but however, um, there's just something about Mondays where I'm just like, yeah, fresh start to the whole week and let's get set it off on the right foot. And I don't know. I just love Mondays. So I hope you're having a great Monday because that's when this episode drops on Monday. Well, on a Monday. There's not only one Monday in the world. If you're not listening to this on Monday, I hope you're still having a great day and that you are crushing all of your writer goals. And if you're listening to this on Monday, I do still hope that you're crushing all your writer goals. But today, like I said, we're going to talk about self-publishing. This is going to be like a little mini crash course into the basics of self-publishing. I'm just going to talk about the three basics of self-publishing today because as a podcast listener, I personally only like podcast episodes where I can listen to kind of in one sitting. I like episodes where if I'm driving in the car, I'll most likely finish the episode. While I'm getting ready in the morning, I'll probably finish the episode because I don't always I don't always have time to go back. And I know someone somebody's out there thinking, well, if you drive, you have to drive to somewhere and drive home. And I don't always listen to podcasts. Um, I do usually travel with my kids, so therefore I usually listen to music or other things. But occasionally in the car, I do like to listen to podcasts. And so I just, for me, I know it's really hard to always go back to episodes when there's only like five minutes left or 10 minutes left. So as a listener, I know that that's like my preference about podcasts. And so as a podcast creator, I have made the decision that all my episodes will be 30 minutes or under max, but I generally try to do 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes. So I'm just going to cover the three basics. Of self-publishing there will be more episodes in this I'll kind of do um, well because this one's called self-publishing 101 I'll probably do like a 201 or a 102 or things that show that I'm obviously adding more information it'll be like a little university my podcast episodes it'll be fun so just so you guys know there are many different ways you can be published you don't have to self-publish you can go the traditionally published route which involves getting an agent you pitch agents um hopefully one you know says yes i want more and you know at least to the agent wanting to represent you you sign contracts and then it becomes the agent's job to shop your book around and find the best publisher for your book and that is what your agent does your agent represents you your agent gets your book out there through via a publisher and then you that's how you know when you get traditionally published you still have to do marketing and other things like that but thinking about cover art and editing and publishers and you know sale dates all kind of fall under the purview of your publisher therefore you don't have to worry about it self-publishing on the other hand you are everyone. You are your agent. You are your publisher. You are your editor. You are your marketing expert. You are everything. And if you're self-publishing, you have to, you know, hire other people in order to do some of those things. If you are not naturally gifted in some of those, there are people out there who can do cover art as well as write their book. Um, I personally did the cover art for two of my books. Uh, for one, I did the whole thing. For another one, um, I hired a photographer to take photos. 
once I picked the photo, I made it my cover art and I were, and I picked the font and I did all the work from there. And for my third book, I did hire my friend who is a cover artist. Well, it's one of the many things she does. I'm actually going to have her on a podcast episode in the near future and I'm really excited about it because she does all the things. But those are two ways you can get published if we're talking about books. If you want to do articles there, you know, you can submit and pitch to websites or magazines. You can, you know, also write your own blog posts and have your own website and write articles there. So there are many different ways to get published. All usually involve like going through somebody or doing it yourself. The DIY approach. In my opinion, there's no one that's better than the other because if the goal is to get published and to have your book out there, both accomplish the same goal. So I don't, um, my best friend is currently in the process of pitching agents and I think that's awesome and I think her books are awesome and I think she will get an agent and I think she will get, you know, an agent and she'll get published and I'll be able to run out to Barnes and Noble and buy her book and throw it at people and be like, you need to read this book. Um... For me personally, I've chosen to self-publish because I actually love being involved in every aspect of self-publishing. I love coming up with my cover art. I love working with a cover artist to decide my cover art. I love having final say over everything, including my publication dates. And that's not something I take for granted, being able to pick my publication dates, because I think about to think back to March 2020 when the world shut down. And in the world shutting down, we first started hearing, you know, two weeks to slow the spread and all these other things we started hearing. A lot of publishers pushed back every single one of their new releases that were coming out in March and April. And then it also led into May and possibly into June. And all of a sudden books weren't being released because books weren't being released because those authors couldn't go out and do book tours. And that's a big money maker for publishers. So they're, you know, they're interested in their their bottom line and they're like, well, we need to make money. And therefore, a lot of books that I had pre-ordered, I was getting emails from saying, hey, this isn't coming out till September or October. And then as we all know, we're, we're in 2022. We all know how the two weeks until the spread went. We know how everything's going. We're all aware of the world we live in. So I'm not going to dig into that. But... All those authors that were, you know, their books were getting pushed back by the publishers, they had no say in that. They did not get to decide. The publisher got to decide. Um, however, for indie authors, if they wanted to have their books still go out, their books still went out. And so that is the beauty of, you know, self-publishing. You get to decide. You get to decide when your book gets released. You get to decide the dates. And you get to decide if those dates move or not based on world events. <laughs> so... That's the first thing you need to do in self-publishing. You need to decide that you want to self-publish. Like I said, there's many different ways to get published, but you need to make the decision to self-publish and you need to commit to it. You can't, don't go into it thinking, I'm going to self-publish this one book, kind of see how it goes because I really want to be traditionally published, but if I self-publish this book, maybe I'll gain a readership and that will be impressive to a publisher or an agent. And those are true things. You could do that. You could self-publish a book. It could get enough popularity to where, you know, an agent gets interested and wants to represent you or, you know, a publisher reaches out to you about like maybe doing production in other countries. However, if you are only dipping your toe into the water of self-publishing in order to see if it could lead to what you really want, 
you will not get the readership you need in order to accomplish that goal because you you don't have buy-in to yourself as an author self-publishing, if that makes sense. You need to have buy-in in this decision. So when you pick self-publishing, you need to do this because this is what you're going to do and it's going to be your plan. I, I mean, if you want to self-publish and like the door opens up for somebody, like for an agent or for a publisher and you want to go down that route, awesome. I just would not go into self-publishing thinking, oh, at some point I want an agent because of self-publishing because if that's your end goal, I just, I don't think you would put in enough enough I don't want to say effort but I just it a lot comes with self-publishing and it's really hard to do and if you're like oh I'm just doing this just so I can get to this other end I just don't think you would the the lack of buy-in is there in self-publishing and therefore you won't get the outcomes you seek but that's just my opinion someone can prove me wrong someone can tell me oh no I did it this way and here's what happened like and that's great I just know from my own personal experience how much work goes into self-publishing that when you decide to self-publish, you have to have buy-in to yourself as an author. You have to believe in yourself as an author and as a writer that your book is good and people are going to want to buy it. And yeah, you need to have buy-in to yourself. So um, if you if you were kind of under, trying to figure out what I mean by buy-in, think about... Um, think about your favorite author. You have buy-in to your favorite author. It does not matter what that author writes or what they put out. You will buy it because they are your favorite author. You have bought into them and what they want to do and their vision and their goal. Um, same with a lot of stores. Um, if you have like favorite stores you go to, you usually have buy-in. Like you're committed to, you know, supporting that store or, um, going to that store because you, like what they sell there, you like the vibe there. Oh, I hate that word. <laughs> but you like the feeling there. Um, and you have buy into that store because they have what you need, it's close, and maybe you've done your research and you've looked into the things they support and you like supporting those as well. Um, Buy-in just means that you are, you have, you're committed to the goal, the vision, of the place so uh usually when you're at a job you know you have to buy into the company because you have to buy into what the company is doing and their goals and their visions so that you want to stay there for a while so that's just kind of what i mean by buy-in um hopefully that made sense so in order to self-publishing when you decide to self-publish you need to have buy-in to yourself as an author because starting out, you are going to be the only one. <laughs> and that's okay. That's how it's supposed to be. You have to believe in yourself enough for 100 people. and Because that's how you're going to get your first 100 people. So decide. Number one, decide. Number two, we have to pick a platform. So there are two, I, I'll say main. There are other platforms out there. But the two big ones for self-publishing are Amazon and Ingram Spark. Amazon, when you self-publish, and there's pros and cons to both. Um, Amazon's biggest con is, of course, being Amazon. And for some reason, everyone kind of like bristles when you say the word Amazon. I recently was talking to an old friend, and when I, she like was like, oh my gosh, your third book came out. Where can I buy it? 
And when I said Amazon, she like bristled and she was like, okay, well, I've sworn to never buy anything from Amazon again, but I want to support you, so I will. So there are a lot of people out there who feel that way about Amazon. So that's like the biggest con about Amazon. Um, Ingram Spark, there's pros and cons to Ingram Spark. I will link a video that talks about both pros and cons of Amazon and Ingram Spark in the show notes. This is the video that helped me really understand the differences between the two and the just like some of the nuances that came with self-publishing that I did not realize before I published my first book. So this video was a great resource for me as I started navigating the waters of self-publishing. And I will be doing, as part of this little like series of self-publishing, I will be doing a deeper dive into both of these, Amazon and Ingram Spark, to kind of compare and contrast my own experience with both. And yeah, that's, <laughs> you need to pick a platform. And like I said, there's more platforms other than Amazon and Ingram Spark. There are also indie publishers out there where you can, you know, reach out directly to them. And if they're accepting submissions, you can find out if they might be interested in representing you or allowing you to publish under their indie publisher. Like there are so many <laughs> just different avenues. So you need to pick a platform. Like I said, the main two are Ingram Spark and Amazon, but there are others. A quick Google search could probably show you. Um, I even, I remember at uh, one of the book fests I went to a couple years ago, there was a whole workshop on self-publishing and I'm pretty sure they, they were like an all-in-one service that did like, they helped you with editing and book covers and all and marketing. And then, you know, I even think they published your book. So like there are some platforms slash avenues for self-published authors to kind of go that it's kind of like an all-in-one package that covers start to finish edit like book publication like so you would have your draft they would there's an editor on their team that would edit it they help you with the book cover and book art they help you with all sorts of things if I can find a link for that one if I can remember it or if I can find the information where I wrote it down I will include that link in the show notes too just because it's always good to just kind of know what's out there but I will be definitely linking that video that I watched that compares the two. So number one, decide. Number two, platform. Three, set your deadlines. So marketing 101 when you're publishing a book is to have pre-sales. In order to have pre-sales, you need to have your publication date. In order to have your publication date, you need to set deadlines. You need to know when the book is going to be done so that it can be uploaded to the platform and ready to go. And depending on your platform, you'll have a different deadline for when all the files need to be turned in 100% correct the way you want it so they can start printing or they can you know, go in the ebook and be uh, submitted digitally um, to the readers, however it is. And both platforms have different dates for that, for pre-sales. Like um, on Amazon, you set your pre-sale and you have to have all your files uploaded like three days before publication. However, Amazon does not allow for pre-sales of print books. Ingram Spark, it's more about 10 days, depending on what market you're going into. So 
if you do pre-sales on IngramSpark, you need to have all the files uploaded 10 days before your publication date because they start printing all the pre-sales 10 days before. So things like that. That's why you need to set deadlines because if you are, um, because a lot of indie authors, you know, they want to publish four or five books a year. In order to do that, you cannot be like, okay, I'm going to write this book and then I'm going to edit it and then I'm going to set a publication date. It just doesn't work that way. You're going to be working and writing and editing leading up to the publication date while you're also marketing and trying to get pre-sales and all these other things. So that's why you need to set your deadlines and understand where you're at on your calendar and what you need to do in order to meet those deadlines because you will have deadlines with the platform that you have to meet. So you need to have deadlines for yourself so you can have everything ready for the platform. So self-publishing 101 is A, not A, one, one, decide that you want to self-publish. Two, pick your platform that you're going to self-publish on and three, set your deadlines so you can stick to them. And like I said, I am going to put that video in the show notes that kind of talk more about um, Amazon versus IngramSpark publishing. The author in the video has used both. I have also used both. So I will plan, I do plan on doing an episode where I talk about my experience with both. But those are the three things you need to consider first when you look into self-publishing. I hope this was helpful for you and I will catch you guys next week.